0: And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us.
1: It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers update. The Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast. Hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. Late last night, Le'Veon Bell was released by the New York Jets. This came not long after the news that the Jets were once again trying to trade Bell. And surprise, surprise, nobody wanted to bite on that terrible contract they signed him to. Leading me to say once again for about the hundredth time, don't pay running backs. Every time I say that, people on Twitter say, well, don't pay most running backs. But, you know, this one guy, he's definitely worth it. No, don't do it. The shelf life for a running back is way too short, and you can get replacement value from a lot of different running backs. Here's what it boils down to. There are too many positions on the team that you have to pay. You can't skimp at tackle. You can't skimp at quarterback. You can't skimp at pass rusher. If you have garbage cornerbacks, you're going to get torn up. Look at the Packers' upcoming needs. David Bakhtiari's contract is about to expire. Corey Lindsley is a free agent this year. Kevin King. Next year, it's Devontae Adams. Let's be real, a lot of these guys are not coming back. If we were to pay Aaron Jones $10 million a year, that probably means not paying Corey Lindsley, not paying Kevin King, cutting Preston Smith, and cutting Billy Turner. We let Jamal Williams walk in this scenario, and you gotta figure out how to pay David Bocciari if you wanna keep him. He did just tell us he wants to be the highest paid left tackle in football. Now, there is a nice little solution to all this. You can draft new players. To do that, you need draft picks, which is why the Green Bay Packers don't like making trades. Sure, they like shipping off guys, but they don't like trading for big-name players. The trade deadline is only three weeks away, and I promise you, you're going to see a lot of headlines over the next few weeks speculating about which players the Packers might be trading for. Is it going to be Julio Jones, Sammy Watkins, Odell Beckham Jr.? You already know my opinion about adding a big-name wide receiver. So will the Packers trade for a nice run-stuffing defensive tackle? How about an inside linebacker? My prediction, the trade deadline will come and go, and Packer fans will be left wondering if Green Bay even knew there was a trade deadline. As for Le'Veon Bell, remember we have A.J. Dillon, a very talented running back, just sitting on the bench. Because Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are just too valuable to take off the field. Le'Veon is a good guy and a good addition to a locker room. But he ain't coming to Green Bay. There were a couple of roster moves yesterday. Josiah Deguara was put on IR. His season is over. Rookie center Jake Hansen was also placed on IR, but it's a little bit different. It's the practice squad IR. The Packers did sign wide receiver Kalia Lipscomb to the practice squad. He was a guy I did like in the draft, and he came and worked out for the Packers just a few days ago. Of course, they had just added tight end Dominique Daphne to the practice squad, but As Pack Daddy of the Packernet podcast noted, Daphne will probably play for us as a wide receiver if he ever makes the roster. On the Packers' official transactions, he's listed as a tight end, but he played wide receiver in college, and he has the build of a medium-sized wide receiver in the Matt Lafleur offense. He's quite a bit smaller than Alan Zard, in fact. With Deguara's move to IR finalized, the Packers have three open roster spots. I got over a dozen messages asking, who do I think will get those spots? My answer is simple. Equinemius St. Brown, Kamal Martin, and Billy Wynn. Matt LaFleur was asked today if he thinks that Kamal and EQ will be ready to play this week against the Buccaneers, and I will say his answer was pretty vague, but he also worded things a little bit differently than he has in the past, phrasing it as they were keeping things on a day-to-day basis. If they are active for Tampa Bay, don't expect them to play a big role. EQ in particular really might not see the field much at all. Think about how often you saw Malik Taylor against the Falcons. That's about how often you would see EQ in the first week or two that he's back. The end goal, of course, is for EQ to take over Alan Lazard's spot, but he really hasn't played since 2018. He's got some catching up to do. Between the two guys, Kamal Martin is much more likely to quickly have a featured role on the team. Chris Barnes has been playing extraordinarily well, while Oren Burks and Ty Summers have been okay. Christian Kirksey's absence opens up a nice job for Kamal Martin, if he's healthy. I wish I had the injury report for today, but it's been delayed a little bit, so we'll have to wait a bit to find out how involved Kenny Clark was today. Assuming the defense can get him back and put him next to Kingsley Kiki, with Billy Wynn taking rotational snaps, Zedarius Smith should be freed up to play more of his typical pass rusher role. There could be a domino effect of the entire defense playing better. Devontae is still questionable. Matt Lafleur refused to give a concrete answer about whether he'll play, but he sounded optimistic. One final thing, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense seems to be kind of cocky, supremely confident in their ability to shut down Aaron Rodgers. Bruce Arians said, you can't play scared of Aaron Rodgers. Jason Pierre-Paul, pass rusher, pretended not to know who David Bocciari was, and in fact said he hadn't even watched any tape on him. Strange, considering they've actually played against each other before, and Bakhtiari did pretty well. And of course, everyone's been talking about the Devin White comments. He asked Bruce Arians to make him a bigger part of the defensive plan against Rodgers, which will likely end up in some free plays for Rodgers and his notorious hard count. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers' strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast group on Facebook. My name is J.J. Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.